The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome everyone now across the Bruce Lanes. Uh, this is the On Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Carmen. There is, and you're listening to the America's Web Radio Station. Well, it is election day. It is finally here. I mean, think about it, folks. Think about it. It seems like it was months ago when we were talking about this day getting here, and now it's here. Uh, that's how fast time goes by, which is why I constantly tell you, live each day like it was your last <laughs> because you just don't know if it's going to be. And uh, you don't know what's on store in store for tomorrow, and time is just flying by. You know the saying, time waits for no one, and there's probably not a truer statement. So, but today's election day. I mean, wow, what a day this is going to be. And listen, if you have not gone and voted, if you are sitting somewhere making excuses not to go vote and you're sitting there saying, well, it's okay. My vote's not going to matter. The Republicans got this. So my vote's not going to matter. Everybody else is going to vote. You cannot say that. You cannot do that. This election is far, far too important uh, for you to feel that way or think that way. So get off your butt if you haven't gone to vote and go vote. You have until 7 p.m. tonight, uh, and that's uh, in, in most states. Now, of course, I'm in the Eastern Time Zone here with the flagship station in Atlanta, Georgia. But if you know wherever you are across this country, you know when your poll closes, go get in line. Do not get out of line until you vote. Once you're in line, as long as you make it to the voting poll booth, whatever, as long as you make it there before closing time, they cannot not let you vote. Uh, if you get there at 6.59 and the polls close at 7 and you're in line at 6.59, they have to let you vote even if it's midnight by the time you get to the voting booth. Now, I doubt that's going to happen. But listen, there's probably going to be lines. If you waited till this day and, – and look, I don't blame you. I, I love voting on voting day. I like to wait and vote on voting day. Um, now, I didn't do it this time because uh, I'm out of town. So um, this is just one of those rare occasions when I'm just not wasn't able to be uh, home on voting day. So um, if again, if you are here there, wherever you are and you haven't voted yet, get up, go vote, go make the time to do it. You, you can look and see what time your polls close. Get out there and vote. Now, if you're voting for a Democrat, then you vote on Wednesday. You vote tomorrow. So Democrats vote on Wednesday. Republicans vote today, November 8th, which is Tuesday. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll get media matters panties in a wad. So, all right, folks, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the most important election in a lifetime and all that jazz. You know how important this election is. This election is very simple, very simple. If you're tired of record inflation, if you're tired of high gas prices, if you're tired of soaring food cost, if you're tired of, of going to the store and have that one item in your mind that you want to get and you get to the store and it's not on the shelves, if you're tired of all these things that you were not experiencing two years ago, two years ago and under four years of Donald Trump, you were not experiencing any of these things, negative things that are happening today. You did not – listen, when Donald Trump was in – was four years under Donald Trump – Inflation was under 2%. Gas in many parts of the country was under $2. Joe Biden, now 
How many times during Trump's presidency were you told Trump's a liar, Trump's a liar, pants on fire, Trump's a liar? How many times were you told that? And then any time a, a real journalist or somebody or somebody like me pointed out to a liberal, well, okay, if he's a liar, then give me an example. Give me an example. And they could, oh, well, he's just a liar. Okay, well, give me an example. Well, he's just a liar, lies about everything. Okay, that's a non-answer. But tell me, where is the media? Where are all the fact checkers when Joe Brandon Biden has been looking at voters in the face and telling them that, uh, I mean, look at all the lies he's been telling. He's, he's one of the biggest ones that he's been telling for the last few weeks is that gas was higher when he took office than it is now. That is an abject lie. Not even the liberals, CNN, MSNBC, none of these libtards can, can even bend this to make it truth. Because it's not. It's nowhere near the truth. Joe Brandon Biden inherited some of the lowest gas prices we've had in decades. And it took Joe less than a year to get the price doubled and some areas tripled what it, what it was when he took office. Gas prices in some parts of the country were, uh, was under $2 under Donald Trump. Joe Brandon Biden takes over. The Democrats take over the House. They take over the Senate. They, they have the bureaucracy. So they control 100% of everything that has to do with, with governance. The Democrats, 100% federal control. And what do they do? Takes them, it took him six months to get gas to start doubling. It took him less than a year to get inflation doubled. And, and look where we are, folks. So this is why I'm telling you. This is why today's so important, and this is why this election is so simple. Uh, Joe Brandon Biden couldn't tell the truth if it slapped him in the face. Uh, he wouldn't know the truth if he stumbled down the stairs and landed at a pile of truth. He wouldn't know it. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not. I, look, I actually feel sorry. You've heard me say this before. I, I feel sorry for Joe Brandon Biden. I think Jill Biden and the Democrats are guilty of elder, elderly abuse. But we are where we are today. And Joe Brandon Biden is the president and Joe Brandon Biden is lying through his teeth. And that, and it's not only Joe, you cannot blame the dementia that Joe Biden is clearly um, dealing with. You can't blame that for his lies. If it were just Joe Biden out there telling the lies, then, then I would say, yeah, maybe it's just the dementia. But you can't say that because all weekend, all weekend, we witnessed Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton and the rest of those gang of, of bozos out on the campaign trail going all over this country and telling even more lies. What's the new lie? This is how you know the Democrats know they're going to lose and this, or this is how you know they're fearful of losing big because what did they in the just, just this weekend in the last couple of weeks? Well, actually, really it was the last five days or so where all of a sudden Biden, the press secretary, Barack Hussein Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, all the Democrats, all of them, every Democrat candidate out there, all of them within the last five days, including the CNN, MSNBC, and the lamestream media, every one of them have been pushing the same lies. And those are the Republicans. All of a sudden, the Republicans are coming for Social Security. The Republicans are coming for your Medicare. The Republicans are coming for your Medicaid. The Republicans are coming for your health care. The, they are lying to your face. I beg you to find one Republican candidate that's running right now that's on the ballot today. I beg you to find one Republican candidate who is out, who was, who was campaigning on the, the, on, on saying that they want to get rid of Social Security, that they want to stop Social Security, that they want to cut Medicare, they want to cut Medicaid. I beg you to find me any, any, any Republican who is campaigning on that. It is an abject freaking lie. 
this is this is how desperate you know the Democrats are. And look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. The Democrats are in such a panic right now because listen, when when, when you're a Democrat, look what happens. You know, not in, in 2020. Ah, it might have been 2016, and I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a liberal pollster who actually started to tell the truth. He actually said, "Hey, look, this isn't looking good, guys. We're 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 going to lose 2016." He got fired. He got fired for saying that. So what what liberal or, or media of Democrat persuasion is going to tell the Democrats what are the truth on what's coming? None of them want to tell the truth. So Joe Brandon Biden and the Democrats, maybe they don't realize how bad today's going to be. Now, again, you've got to get out and vote. You've got to make sure you go vote. But I believe there's a red wave coming and we're going to find that out tonight. And I believe the Democrats are about to lose really big. And that's why you're seeing the Democrats lie so blatantly to your face. Again, you, you've been watching TV. You can't turn on the TV to watch. I don't care what it is, whether it's a, a football game, baseball game, whatever it was. I don't care what it was. Your favorite TV show, your favorite game show. You couldn't turn on the TV without, at least here in Georgia, we couldn't go two seconds without seeing a freaking Stacey Abrams ad or a Warnock ad, uh, or, or, some kind of Joe Biden or Brandon and, and all the rest of them on the ad telling us uh, how uh, democracy is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. But in the last five days, all you've heard, oh, the Republicans are going to cut Social Security. The Republicans are going to cut Medicaid. The Republicans are going to – I mean it's, it is an abject lie, but it's a lie of des- despotism I mean, or it shows desperate – shows how desperate they are. And and this is how you know that they're starting to see and they're starting to feel the defeat that is coming, and hopefully we'll see that tonight. Hopefully we'll get we'll, the Republicans will win such so big in some of these races that they'll be able to call them tonight. I I, I do think a majority of these races we're going to know the results tonight because they're going to be blowout wins. Um, I think in Georgia, just for instance, I think uh, Kemp is going to win big. I think Kemp's going to win big enough to bring Herschel Walker over the finish line, and Herschel's going to win without a runoff. I do believe that. I think J.D. Vance is going to win pretty big in Ohio. I think, uh, gosh, is it Tudor Dixon in Michigan? I think she has a good chance of winning that race. I think uh, Laxalt is going to win. I think uh, Blake Masters is going to win, uh, probably by more than anyone sees coming. I think... You've got, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name up, uh, up there in, in New York who might actually, a Republican might win the governorship in New York. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and of course, we're going to see what happens. But the fact that you're seeing the Democrats lie. Now listen, I mentioned Social Security and the Democrats are lying about Social Security again, saying that the Republicans are going to cut. Folks, go do some research. The only people who willingly come after your Social Security every time they get a chance is the Democrat Party. You go look at who who raises taxes on Social Security. Now think about it. Why should your Social Security be taxed? Why is anyone who's on Social Security being taxed? Because you already got taxed on that do- that dollar those dollars. You were already taxed on Social Security. You're already taxed at that money you made your you you put your sweat equity out there and you made some money and the government took it took a good piece of it. And they call that Social Security. We're putting that in a lockbox. That's your safety net. And then when you go to collect it, the Democrats raise taxes on it every chance they get. And if you want to go to Obama years, you want to talk about Medicaid, Medicare, go look who cut it by $750 billion or whatever million or whatever it was. I don't remember. But it was a few million dollars that was cut. It was a Democrat. The last I checked, Obama was a Democrat. That's what he did. That's what the Democrats do. 
But now they're trying to tell you, as they always do in every election when they get desperate, they tell you the Republicans are racist. They want to push grandma over the cliff and kill her. They want to kill you. They want you to drink dirty water. They want you to eat rotten food. Um, they want you they, – they tell you Social Security. They're coming after it. They're going to cut, cut, cut. And it's, it's ridiculous and it's all lies. But that's how you know. That's how you get a sense of what's coming today for the Democrats. And, and I hope it's not just a red wave. I hope it's a red tsunami. <laughs> I really do. But but this is what I'm talking about. And, and, and this is why I tell you, none of this comes to fruition if you don't vote. Every vote matters, folks. Every vote matters. And, and if you want the Republicans to win, and look, if the Republicans get it wrong, we could throw some of them out. In, an, in a couple of years, and maybe some of them do need to be thrown out. You, you, you will not hear me make excuses for Republicans, the establishment. The establishment Republicans I'll never make excuses for. But right now, the, the, the problem in Washington is Democrat control. The problem in Washington is they've had 100% control for two years, and this is what you see happen. Look, folks, history, it tends to repeat itself. I keep telling you guys, be a student of history, and you will be more informed than anyone else out there. You really will. If you want to go back to the 1990s, early 90s, when Bill Clinton was elected, he had he also had total control for two years. The first two years of Bill Clinton, he had 100% Democrat control, and he did similar. He didn't go as crazy as Biden, but he went he went pretty far left. And then after two first two years in the first midterm elections, Bill Clinton and the Democrats were handed record losses, record losses. And then you fast forward, you go to 2010. Obama had total control. What happened in 2010, the midterm elections? Obama made history by losing more House seats than any other Democrat. And now here we are again, Biden, two years of total control, and he's put this country into a spiraled mess, a downward spiral of total mess. He destroyed the economy, destroyed our energy independence, doubled it, more than doubled inflation, uh, food costs going through the roof. I mean, how many things can you say have gone bad because of Democrat control, folks? All right, listen, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'll get into some more election news. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican, not afraid to be American. And you're listening to the America's Web Radio station. Listen, visit americaswebradio.com, americaswebradio.com, and check out all our shows, and especially the On Point with Victor show, and become a patron. Listen, we can't do this for free, so uh, become a patron. Help the show out. That would be great and wonderful, and we really appreciate it. I appreciate it. I cannot thank you guys enough um, from Florida to New York to Montana to Washington to California to you – know, I'm talking state, state of Washington – to California to Texas and to Georgia. I mean the, the, the number, the listenership that we have is amazing, and the reach of the On Point with Victor show is amazing. And uh, to uh, some of you new listeners who, who find me when I fill in for Eric – uh, you'll be happy to know, by the way, 
that I will be filling in. Uh, Black Friday will be a special show because I'm filling in for Eric Erickson on November 25th. So, uh, and, and who knows? Maybe you'll hear me before then, but I do know on November 25th, I will be filling in for Eric on the, uh, nationally syndicated Eric Erickson show. So, uh, mark that on your calendars, folks. Mark that on your calendars. So, all right, let me get back. So listen. I, I, I tell you, be a student of history. You will be more informed than anybody you know if you're a student of history. And, and, and most, I just, I cannot tell you strongly enough how history will repeat itself. And if you go back and listen to some of the archives, go listen to some of my shows, um, from a year ago, two years ago, uh, or, or especially, especially, you know, the last couple of years, or the last year, the two years, I, I told you the pendulum tends to swing back. Once it swings hard left, it tends and has a way of swinging really hard and really fast when things get real, when things go really bad when the left, when Democrats really screw things up, that pendulum tends to come crashing through the middle wall and goes right on over to the right. And, uh, and it'll come with some force and it'll come with some speed. And I think we're going to see that today. I think we're going to see that today. I think, uh, we're going to have a good election day today. We're going to have a good night tonight. And, uh, as long as everybody goes and votes, if you go do your part, and go vote for the GOP. You go vote for Republicans. Uh, this is going to happen tonight. We're going to we're going to see victories in places that uh, we're not expected. We're we're going to blindside the Democrats. You know, some of the Democrats out there. Now, look, some of the ones in high high offices, they know what's coming. They know. They just couldn't admit it. Nancy Pelosi knows that she's about to retire. She just couldn't say it. She couldn't admit it. She's the she's the Speaker of the House. She's got to put on that brave bravado face for the Democrat Party. She's got to try to hold that Democrat Party together the best she can. And uh, but she knows. Trust me, she knows. Schumer knows. Chuck U. Schumer. He knows. My goodness, the uh, a no name guy who I guarantee you you've never heard of is actually making it a pretty close race in New York for Schumer. Now a lot of you don't know Schumer is on the ballot today. Up in New York. And it would be great if Lee Zeldin, <laughs> it'll be great if Lee Zeldin wins and everybody who votes for Lee Zeldin, if you just vote against Chuck U. Schumer, you might send him to the retirement line. I mean, how great would that be? So, so my message for all you listeners up there in New York, and I'm sure, uh, Mark the Shark has probably told you the same thing. If you're up there in New York, you must vote for League Zeldin. If you're tired of crime and you're tired of the inflation and the high prices and the food prices, then you gotta vote for Lee Zeldin. And if you go vote for Lee Zeldin, vote against Chuck Schumer while you're at it, and you might send Chuck to the retirement home. How great would that be? That would be, that would just be the be- the best gift to come out of this election would be if Chuck U. Schumer lost his job. I mean, it would be fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. Look, I, I, I think New York is so blue and so people are so blinded. They go vote for the letter D. You know, it's unfortunate that we're today's world. We are so, I shouldn't say we, but so many people are, are so tribal now. And, and what do I mean by being tribal? What I mean is instead of so many people looking, going, gosh, my family budget's being hurt. I am being hurt by the Democrat Party. Instead of people saying that, they are so stuck on a party. It's it's tribalism. They're stuck on a party. Instead of sitting, you know, years ago, you we as voters, so many of us could look at a person. You look at the woman. You look at the candidate, not the party. But now we're so stuck in this tribalism that you've got so many people in this country who will just look and say, well, I, I got to vote for D. And case in point, look at Philadelphia, look at Pennsylvania and Fetterman. Fetterman has absolutely no business running for Senate. 
the man is really, and look, I, again, I feel sorry for Fetterman. The guy had a stroke. His wife is trying to prop him up because she's power hungry, just like Jill Biden is. And the Democrats are power hungry, so they're propping him up. This guy should have ducked out of this race after his stroke. Clearly, he is not fully recovered. It's so obvious. I mean, it's to the point that Obama didn't even want to go campaign for him this past weekend, but he had to do it because it would have looked worse if he had it pulled out. Because trust me, trust me, I know this, and it was I, 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 I've heard this from some back channels. President Obama wanted to back out of going to Pennsylvania this past weekend, but they told him he couldn't back out because it would have looked worse for the Democrats. All they care about is power. They don't give a darn about Fetterman and how his recovery is going from his stroke. And, and, and this is what I'm saying. There should be, and, and hopefully this is what's going to happen, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid that there's so much tribalism going on in Pennsylvania that so many, I'll bet you that 45, 49% maybe will go vote Democrat in Pennsylvania because they said, I'm a D. They, they're, they're not saying they're an individual person. They won't use their own brain to say, gosh, you know, this guy Fetterman is not going to represent the state of Pennsylvania. This guy Fetterman cannot even understand when somebody's speaking to him. He's got to have a TV, a closed caption, and then he's got to have somebody explain it to him in some cases. I'm sorry, but that's just what's happening. And as a Pennsylvania voter, how as a Pennsylvania citizen, how can you send Fetterman? I don't care if he's got a letter D by his name. How can you send this guy to the Senate? He cannot argue on your behalf. He cannot fight on your behalf. Fetterman cannot stand in the Senate and have an argument or a debate and, and stand up for the state of Pennsylvania. He can't do it. But so many people are going to vote for him anyway because he's got a letter D by his name. That is tribalism. And, and I, I and, and you know, look, it happens on the right also. You've got a bunch of people in South Carolina, which is where I am right now, by the way. I am in South Carolina, and 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 it's it blows my mind because you've got a lot of people that continue to vote for Lindsey Graham. You can't tell me that the Republicans can't put up a better candidate than Lindsey Graham. It's time for Lindsey Graham to go. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. Now, I don't want him replaced by a Democrat. I do not want a Democrat to replace Lindsey Graham. But at some point, very soon, I hope, a, a good, conservative, freedom-loving, American-loving, independent-loving candidate will arise in South Carolina and, and take over for Lindsey Graham. I hope that happens. I hope the same thing happens in Kentucky. McConnell needs to go as well. So, but, but you'll see the people in South Carolina keep voting for Lindsey Graham. The people in Kentucky keep voting for McConnell. There comes a time when these guys need to be sent to the retirement home and you need to replace them with new, young, vibrant conservatives. Uh, I, I mean, I, that's just a fact. So tribalism happens on both sides, but it really, 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 uh, is, is prevalent in the, de- on the Democrat side because look how many people Voted for Joe Brandon Biden knowing that this man was suffering. Now, in Joe Biden's case, they did hide him pretty well in, for that election in 2020. They hid him. He didn't campaign much. They, they really did control his, how, what people saw of him. So, so a lot of people who didn't watch, who, who just watched CNN or MSNBC or just watched, got their news from Facebook or Google, they, those big tech people actually covered for Joe Biden. So that's one way he was able to get elected. Now, they can't cover for Fetterman because Fetterman actually went to the debate and to his credit, <laughs> I'm glad he did, but you can't cover for, for Fetterman. Uh, he's out there campaigning. Too many people have seen his mishaps. This, the, you, you see what kind of state of mind Fetterman is in. Everybody knows it, but yet you're still going to see him get over 40, 45% of the vote, I'll bet. 
because so many Democrats, so many voters out there in Pennsylvania are going to be tribalist voters and they're going to vote because of the letter D, even though the guy that's next to that letter D is a guy that will not be able to argue in the Senate, will not be able to debate in the Senate. He will not be able to represent Pennsylvania. So if you're a Pennsylvania voter, you you, you need to vote for Oz. Look, if you don't like Oz, you can take him out in the next election. You can put somebody else up. You'll have two chances. You'll have the primary. And then you can, and then you'll have the general election. So you will have your chance to take out Oz if you don't like him. But Oz is a lot more competent than Fetterman. If you want, listen, every state should have representation in the halls of Congress. That is the brilliance of the founding fathers when they created the Senate. The Senate is not the House. There are only two senators per state. Every state, no matter how large, no matter how small, has two senators because the job of the senators are to represent the states, to represent the interest of the state. That is the job of the Senate. Now, look, I don't mean to give you a history lesson right now or, or a civics lesson, but the job of the Senate is to represent the interest of the states. That is why there are two senators from every state in the union, no matter how big or small the state, because every state deserves equal representation in the halls of Congress. And if you, Pennsylvanians, elect... Fetterman, you will not have equal representation in the halls of Congress. You will not have it because he can't do it. He just cannot. I, I am being honest in my assessment. I'm not being mean. I'm not tr- trying to be a partisan. I'm just telling you, if you want representation in Pennsylvania, and as a citizen, you should want Pennsylvania represented in the halls of Congress. And that person right now who could do that for you is Dr. Oz. So I hope Dr. Oz pulls this out. I, re- I I, I feel like he will, but I'm afraid it's going to be way closer than it should be, and that's because of this tribalism that's going on in this country where people are voting for a letter instead of voting for a person. And so I just take that to heart, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I just – I cannot stress that enough. So um, all right, listen. Let me – I want to move on a little bit. Uh, still still talk a little about, a, about the election, but I want to point out some things, some, some things that I've been observing. Now, I, let me tell you one thing that's not on the ballot tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow, that's not on the ballot today. Let me tell you something that's not on the ballot today. So what you what will you see on the ballot? Maybe I should word it this way. What will you see on the ballot today? What you're going to see on the ballot today are a bunch of names. You're going to see a bunch of candidates' names, and you're going to be able to vote for them. What you're not going to see on the ballot is a is, is a question involving democracy. You know why? Because the ballot is democracy. We are a representative democracy, if you want to put it that way. And what's not on the ballot tomorrow is anything that says, are we a democracy? What it, the ballot itself, the fact that you are making time to go to a polling place, go into the voting booth and choose a candidate to represent you and a candidate to represent your state. Because you're doing that, that's democracy. But you, what are the Democrats telling? What have they been telling you up until they, before they pivoted their message this weekend, when they pivoted to the lie about Social Security, the lie about Medicare, and the lie about Medicaid? Before they made that pivot, what were they telling you for the past uh, month, two months, three months? Democracy. Democracy's on the ballot. You must if and, and, and listen to the uh, – understand. Now, I know I've told you. I've given you the example of the Soviet Union and communists. When, when, at, when the communists were running around going, we want peace, we want peace. And then somebody had the bright idea of going, well, gosh, maybe we should ask the communists what is their definition of peace? And what is the communist definition of peace? Well, the communist definition of peace, we will have peace when you bend the knee to us. When you get on your knees and you accept communism as your religion, then there will be peace. When you accept the strong arm of communism, 
then there will be peace. That was the definition of peace by the communists. So when you see the Democrats, a, a, a major political party in the United States right now telling you that democracy is somehow on the ballot, not the fact that you're voting in record numbers, the fact that record numbers of people have voted already in this country, record number of people have voted in this country already, that somehow is not democracy. And why isn't it democracy? So ask the question to the Democrats. What is your definition of democracy? You know what their definition of democracy is? You vote for them, that's democracy. If you vote for the opponent, if you vote for anyone other than the Democrats, that's not democracy. You see how this works, folks? And again, everything that's happening today, you can find in history. Listen, do not doubt me. Do not doubt me. Everything is in history, folks. And this is what the Democrats are telling you. If you vote for them, there's democracy. If you don't vote for them, there's not democracy. How does that work, folks? Ask yourself, how does that work? That's what you need to ask yourself, folks. We'll be right back. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Bubbles are regressed out of show. <laughs> so, all right, folks, this is the On Point with Victor show. So you see what I'm saying? If you look back in history and you ask the communists, what is your definition of peace? They've told you and they said, well, you agree with us and there will be peace. And this is what the Democrats are doing right now when they say democracy is on the ballot. What they are saying is if you vote for the Democrat and give Democrat total control. As long as we have a one-party system, this is what the Democrats want. Understand, the Democrats want to control the House, they want to control the Senate, they want to control the executive branch, and they want to control the bureaucracy in Washington. They want to control 100%. That is one-party rule. That is what they want. That is authoritarian, and that is what they want, a one-party system in this country. That is what the Democrats want, and that is their definition of democracy. But if you vote, if you have the audacity to think for yourself and say, I'm tired of high inflation. I'm tired of record inflation. Two years ago, I might not have liked Orange Man bad. I might have had my feelings hurt by some tweets, but I had no inflation. I had uh, increasing wages. I had a great job. I had other jobs coming, uh, employers wanting me to come work for them. Their opportunity was everywhere, and there was abundance. You could walk in the stores, and the shelves were full. Uh, you could go get your eggs for uh, under three bucks. You could go get milk for under two bucks. You could you could go to a restaurant. Uh, you could go to fast food and spend under ten bucks. Try doing that today. Try doing that today. People will remember. I, I think a lot of voters are going to remember how life was two years ago, whether they liked Orange Man bad or not. 
But what the Democrats are trying to tell you, you can't think for yourself. You can't think that, okay, you, you cannot sit back and say, the Democrats have had control for two years and my life is worse. I want to go back to life before Biden. Therefore, we're going to throw out the Democrats and we're going to vote for the other party, which in this case is the Republicans. And the Democrats will tell you, if you do that, then democracy dies. The very act that people are committing today is a representative democracy. We here in this country, without firing one shot, are about to change the political direction of the country of the United States. Understand this. We, the people of the United States, are about to collectively change the direction, the political direction of our country. And we're going to do it without firing one shot. We're going to do it because many of us are going to go to the polls and we're going to vote for the Republican candidate because we want to throw out the the Democrats and we want to stop what the Democrats are doing. We want to stop 100% Democrat control. We want to split government now. We're going to give control of the House to the Republicans. We're going to give the control of the Senate to the Republicans. And the Democrats will still have the executive branch. But we will be able to put a stop to this runaway inflation and, or at least slow it down. We'll, we'll be able to slow down Biden's agenda and the Democrats, the radical agenda that is Biden and the Democrats. We're going to be able to slow it down because we, the people, are voting for Republicans. And we're going to throw out some Democrats. We're going to throw out a whole lot of them. And just by doing this, we are practicing the very essence of a representative democracy. But what is Joe Biden? What are the Democrats? What is what is CNN, MSNBC, PBS, all of them? What are they telling you? They're telling you the herd, the herd on TV. I mean, the view on TV. What are they telling you? They're telling you if you have the audacity to think for yourself. Well, one, you're a racist somehow. Two, you are killing democracy. By practicing the very essence of a representative democracy, you're killing democracy. That is what the Democrats are trying to tell you. I, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, if you needed a reason to vote against the Democrats, that's a good one right there. That is a good reason right there. If you're one of those uninformed voters out there who just just goes and votes for the letter D because you've been told that all your life, the reason not to do that, if you want a reason, is because the Democrat Party is the only party out there today telling you that you're going to kill democracy by going to vote. Because if you vote against them, you're killing democracy. That's that, that you should never want one party rules. The history is riddled with despots and, and horrible leaders and the horrible things they do to their people because they have total control. Look what the president of China just did in communist China. Calls himself a president. He just changed, I don't know how many years of communism by declare, basically declaring himself president for life. And if anybody objected to it, they disappeared. That's what one party rule will get you folks. And the Democrats again, once again, they're projecting, they're projecting all over the place. Obama was coming out of his skin. I mean, he must be so mad that they, that they disturbed him. I mean, Obama, I think Obama was mad this weekend because he had to leave his precious Nantucket. He had to leave his precious Martha's Vineyards. He had to leave his $12 million mansion and go stump for some slub like Fetterman. Obama was coming out of his skin in anger, trying to convince you that democracy is going to, democracy is going to die if you go vote for the person you want to vote for. It's your democratic right. <laughs> I mean, really, folks, you, you, I'm not even going to play the game of a right to vote. Let's just say you have a right to vote. And because you're going out there and you're, you're practicing your right to vote as, as the Democrats and, and a lot of Republicans will say you've got a right to vote. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to have that argument right now. Let's just give it to them right now and say you have a right to vote. Um, 
uh, when in actuality you have a right not to be discriminated to vote. But again, I won't have that argument now. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to have that argument. Let's just give it to them. You have a right to vote. Uh, but the fact that you're going to go out and use your right, take your time to go vote, if you don't vote for them, somehow you're killing democracy. It's unbelievable that they would even take this tactic. But this is this is why I said you should know history. Because if you know history, you see what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to do everything they can to secure power. Now, what are they going to do with that power? Well, which is the party that locked you down with happiness? Which is the party that locked you down because they could, or at least they thought they could? Which is the party that didn't want you to come out of lockdown? Which is the party that said, oh my gosh, just, 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 we're going to bend the curve in two weeks. But then a month passed, two months passed, three months passed, four months passed, five months passed, and they didn't want to bring you out of lockdown. They were drunk on power. Which is the party that wanted you to cover your face? Which is the party that knew? They knew within weeks that the masks were not working. And, and, and you know what? We'll give it, I'll, I'll give them months. They knew within months that the masks weren't working. But what did that party do? What did the Democrats do? They wanted your face covered. And, and we knew with now this, we knew from almost the very beginning, we knew, we knew that this virus was not, was, was non-essential to children. But what did they do? They closed the schools and they didn't want to reopen them. They didn't want to reopen them. The teachers unions wanted, wanted to take all this COVID money, give themselves all this bonuses, take all these beach vacations. Half of them were going down to Florida to vacation because Florida opened. And maybe they were going to Georgia because Georgia opened before Florida. But all of these people, what did the Democrats do? All of them were Democrats, all of them trying to use force to make you behave a certain way, force you to lock down, force you to lose your job, force you to close your business, force you to wear a mask. And that wasn't enough. Then they wanted to force you with a jab. And then one jab wasn't enough. It had to be two jabs. And two jabs weren't enough. It had to be three jabs. This is the Democrat Party. I'm not going to have a debate about the vaccine or the flu shot. I'm not going to have a debate about that. But the fact that one party in this country tried to force it on you. They wanted you to lose your job. They were happy with nurses being fired, doctors being fired, pilots being fired. These are highly trained jobs. You can't just go to some temp agency and go, hey, I need a few pilots. I need a few vaccinated pilots and I need a few vaccinated doctors and I need a few vaccinated nurses to cover the losses. You can't do that. But the Democrats were happy to lose and fire nurses of, of years of experience. Look, I, I, I kudos to you if you go to medical school, but you, you coming out of medical school, you ain't the doctor that some doctor that's been been there for 20 years or 10, 20, 30 years. But we're, we lost doctors with that experience. We lost pilots with that experience. We lost uh, nurses with that experience because they didn't want to take the jab. They didn't want the government to vote. And the government, the Democrats were happy to do this. So who is the party of authoritarianism? And this is why I said the Democrats, including Obama, all of them were projecting like crazy this weekend because they were telling you democracy was going to die. They were telling you if you vote for Republicans, somehow somehow the, the kids are going to die. And I kid you, I'm not making this up. There was some bozo on MSNBC or CNN selling people, some so-called historian, saying that if the Republicans win, then you can expect uh, not only will democracy die, but then uh, children are going to die because they're going to get killed. The Republicans are somehow now going to kill children and kids. I mean, it's unbelievable what's coming out of the mouth of these Democrats. And if the media were honest, like they should be, you know, the media is supposed to be the watchdog. The media is supposed to hold these people accountable. We, the people, hold we should be holding them accountable with our votes. But the media should be calling these people out, and they're not doing it. The mainstream media is covering for the Democrats. And and but they were, and like I said, the Democrats. If you just watch them, they're going to project and they're going to tell you what they want to do by accusing the Republicans of doing it. They will, the Democrats will accuse the Republicans of doing the very things that the Democrats dream of doing. And, and, and in fact, many of the things the Democrats are already doing. 
So Obama was out there coming out of his skin, screaming at people that, that democracy is going to die, that the, the Republicans are going to kill Social Security, they're going to kill Medicare, they're going to kill Medicaid, they're going to push grandma off the cliff, they're going to kill people. That is what they're doing. You want to talk about bad rhetoric? You want to talk about insinuary? insinuary? <laughs> I can speak, folks. I really can. But you want to talk about bad, bad rhetoric that's going to inflame people? Just pay attention to what the Democrats are saying. But yet they're telling you that it's the Republicans using rhetoric. No, all I've heard on the Republicans, I hear campaigning on inflation. I hear them campaigning on on the economy, on uh, food prices, on gas prices. I hear them campaigning on what is known as kitchen table issues. And I think that most of the people in this country are going to vote today on kitchen table issues. And uh, it's going to be a a slap, hopefully, a, a rude awakening, I should say, for the Democrats. But I want you to understand what these Democrats are running around saying. You've really got to open your eyes to it and understand that the Democrat Party, they're the party that wants to end democracy. You know, Obama was running around and even trying to tell people that uh, – and, and there are other people. There are plenty of Democrats doing this as well – that if you vote for Republican, this may be the last election. Listen, folks, I will go on record right now, and I will bet anybody any amount of money that we will have elections again in 2024. There'll be another election in 2024, and then there'll be another one in 2026. But you've got actual Democrats, including Barack Hussein Obama himself, who all weekend was telling people, if you vote for Republicans, it might be the last election ever. And you want to know the dirty little secret? You want to know the dirty little secret? There is one party in this country right now that would love to end elections. If they could end elections tomorrow, they would do it. There's one party in this country right now that believes election is a burden. They believe you going to vote to restrict their power, that's a burden on them. And and they believe you're too stupid to realize that it's a burden on them. That party is the Democrat Party. If the Democrat Party could end elections tomorrow, mark my words, they would. How do I know this? Which is the party that wants to do away with the Electoral College? Again, it gets back to which party wants a one-party rule. Which party wants to kill democracy? That would be the Democrat Party. Just watch what they're doing and listen to them. The Democrats are the ones that want to pack the Supreme Court. The Democrats are the ones that want to, to, um, what it was. Oh man, I just lost my train of thought. But it's the Democrats that do all these things that they are accusing the Republicans of wanting to do. And the Democrats, if they could, would end elections tomorrow. The Democrats don't want you burden with restricting their power. That's how they look at it, folks. I, I kid you not. And if you just pay attention to what they're saying, again, you just had this whole weekend, you've had Obama running around and, and, and a whole bunch of other Democrats running around telling people that democracy is going to die if you don't vote for them. They were telling you that this would be, if you don't vote for the Democrats, that this would be somehow the last election ever that we would have. That is such ridiculousness and such stupid rhetoric. Because there are some people out there that are going to believe that. There's some radical Democrats that will believe this mess. But I assure you, we're going to get through this election today with no problem. And in 2024, we're going to have elections again. And in 2026, we'll have elections again. And we'll continue to have elections unless we allow the Democrats to have total control. If we allow the Democrats to have total control, they're the party that wants to get rid of the Electoral College. They're the party that wants to... pack the court. They are the party that would get rid of elections in 100% of a heartbeat if we allowed them to do it. And and this is not hyperbole. I am dead serious, folks. 100% serious. Look, I'm not angry. I'm just right.
If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. This is the Unpointed Victor Show. You are listening to the America's Web Radio Station. I am Victor Armanderas, uh, the Mexican not afraid to be American. So, okay, so what else was said this past weekend? What else, as we as we ran up to today's election, what else was said this past weekend? So listen, Fetterman is out there in Pennsylvania. Look, I, I have to come back to Pennsylvania because this is such an important race. You, you guys in Pennsylvania... If you care about your livelihoods, you better vote for Dr. Oz. But Fetterman was out there. Fetterman is on video saying he wants to kill fracking, that he's against fracking. And then when his when Oz caught him in the polls, Fetterman went out there and said, no, I've always been for fracking. Lie to your face with the help of his wife and the other Democrats. Lie to your face. Lie to your face there in Pennsylvania. If you're a Pennsylvania voter, understand. It is on video. Fetterman has been against fracking, and he has constantly said he would kill fracking. And then up until a few weeks ago, that is, because when Oz caught him in the polls, then Oz came out and said he was for fracking. He's always been for fracking. I mean, it's ridiculous, folks. It'd be one thing if Fetterman came out and said, hey, look, I was wrong. I think we need fracking. But no, he came out and said he was always for fracking. Even when confronted in the debate, then kudos to the moderator who said, well, Mr. Fetterman, you said on video you were against fracking, 100%. And he wouldn't answer the question. He just went, oh, I'm for fracking. I'm for fracking. And then said goodnight again, maybe. I don't know. But but he, the man is not for fracking. But he's out there trying to tell you all weekend that he was for fracking, that he's for energy. He's for energy independence. The man who wants to kill fracking and the man who would vote 100% with Joe Biden and 100% with Chuck U. Schumer is telling the people of Pennsylvania that now all of a sudden he's for energy independence. It is an absolute lie, folks, because it's not the way he's going to vote. He will vote with Chuck U. Schumer. He will vote with Joe Biden. And I, I, I'm just – you've got to pay attention to this stuff, folks. Now – if it wasn't bad enough, and this is the funny part, this is the funny part, because Joe Brandon Biden was in Philadelphia this or in Pennsylvania this past weekend, and Joe Brandon Biden said, "Oh, we're going to kill drilling. We're going to close coal. 
We're going to close coal plants. He said, Joe Brandon Biden said in Pennsylvania, we're going to kill drilling. We're going to shut down plants all over the country. No more coal, no more drilling, no more natural gas, no more anything. You're going to be stuck with solar panels, windmills, fairy dust, and unicorn farts. That is basically what he was telling Pennsylvania. And then Fetterman had to run out and say, no, no, I'm for energy independence. And then Biden didn't stop there. Two more times over the weekend, Biden said he's going to kill drilling and he's going to kill coal. Even when the press secretary and the Democrats tried to backtrack and say that people were taking uh, Joe Brandon Biden's comments out of context, even after they did that on Saturday, Joe Brandon Biden went out on Sunday and did it again. And he said for the third time, I'm going to kill drilling. I'm going to close coal plants. We're going to close all of them. He said, no more drilling, no more coal, no more natural gas, no more of anything, no more fossil fuels. This is what Joe Brandon Biden said. Now, I am telling you right now, if you're a swing voter out there, you better go vote for the Republican candidate. And if you're in Pennsylvania, you better go vote for Dr. Oz. Because Joe Brandon is telling you what he's going to do. Joe Brandon thinks he's going to still have the House and he's going to have the Senate and he's going to have the well, he's going to have the executive branch. And he thinks they're going to kill drilling. They, they, they want to put a, a complete halt on fossil fuels in this country and bring our economy to a, a not just stop our economy, but crash our economy. And, and that's what will happen if you attack the inner, well, he's already attacking the energy sector, but if you kill the energy sector, which is what he wants to do, this is what, if Joe Biden remains unchecked, if the voters today give the, the house to the Democrats and give the house to the Senate, and then Joe Biden has two more years, they're going to try to put the final nail in the coffin of this economy by killing our energy sector. That's what they're planning on doing. That is why today's election is so important. But I'm feeling good about today's election because I think we're about to uh, we're, we're about to give a heavy plate full of democracy and shove it right up the Democrats' derrieres. And I shouldn't say that. I should be nice. But we're about to serve a nice full big plate, a nice buffet of democracy. Here, how, how about that? How about that? Does that sound better? We're about to give. Uh, we're we're about to invite the Democrats to sit down at a big old buffet of democracy as we send many of them off to the retirement line. And I, and that's what we've got to do today. And I think that's what we're going to do. But I want you to understand what Joe Biden's out there saying. Joe Biden and the Democrats want to kill our energy sector. Now, get this. As Joe Biden is out there telling Pennsylvania that they can no longer have fossil fuels, that West Virginia can no longer have fossil fuels, that the country's no longer going to have, while he's saying this, why don't you go look up and ask him, why don't, why doesn't somebody in the media get in front of Joe Brandon Biden and say, Hey, what powers Delaware? What powers your state of Delaware? Because what you'll come to find out is Delaware mostly runs on natural gas. So while Joe Biden is telling you, you people in Pennsylvania and you people in everywhere else, Joe Biden is telling you, you're going to have to learn to live with a windmill. You're going to have to learn to make do with a, with, with, uh, uh, windmills, with solar panels, unicorn farts and fairy dust, but not in Delaware, not in, and I guarantee you in DC, they won't be doing it either. They're going to have good old fossil fuels for them. Where is the 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 journalist with an ounce of integrity that will get in front of Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden, you are or President Biden, you are telling Pennsylvanians that they can no longer have fossil fuels. You're telling Pennsylvanians and the rest of the country that we're going to have to live on windmills 
and we're going to have to live on solar panels and that uh, we're going to have to just, just deal. They want the norm to be rolling blackouts. That's what they want the norm to be because solar panels and windmills and unicorn farts and fairy dust, they will not power the grid. They, 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 you cannot get baseload power from green energy. You can't do it. And all the time Joe Biden is telling people this, Delaware is running on natural gas. So the elitist President Biden is going to have power whenever he wants it. But you, you out there in Pennsylvania and West Virginia and across the country, no, no, you're going to have to live with a windmill and a solar panel. They want you to go in debt over buying solar panels and an EV. Understand, the average cost of an electric vehicle, I mean, you're talking 60 grand plus. And if you have to replace your battery, that's another 20 grand plus. The Democrat Party wants the working man, the working woman, the working family. They want the lower class, the poor, the lower class, the middle class. They want you to go in debt up to your eyeballs buying solar panels. And then they want you to just consider it the new norm when you're freezing your butt off in the winter because of a rolling blackout. And then when you can't drive, you have to go stand at the bus stop in the cold because you can't charge your EV because they put a moratorium, no charging after 4 p.m. Or no charging on Tuesdays, no charging on Fridays. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you, if the Democrats get their way and put everybody in an EV, they will control when you drive because the time will come. When the grid, our power grid, our power stations will not be able to handle the load. We will not be able to handle the load, the power load required to to power all the EVs, all the cars. So what will they do? You can't drive on Mondays and Wednesdays. You can't drive on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you people over there, you can't drive on Fridays. They will do this. Trust me. That's what's coming. They will want you to go stand no matter how cold it is. You go take government bus. You go take a government train. And those, you'll stop where we tell you you can stop, where, we, where we've made stops. This, and, and look, again, this is not hyperbole. This is not hyperbole. This is what they want. They want you to go in debt buying into this green energy crap, and then they want you to feel the burdens. They want you to deal with rolling blackouts. They want you to deal with the pain. But they won't. Remember, the elitist, they're never – Joe Brandon Biden will never go a day without fossil fuels. He will never go a day without having access to fossil fuels. But they want you. They want you to live – in, in some type of dystopia where you don't have readily available power. That is what the Democrat Party, that's, is, again, I don't have to sit here and tell you how important the election is today. I can just give you examples on what will happen if you continue to allow the Democrats to have one party control. And, and again, this is not hyperbole. I am just telling you like it is. I'm telling you like it is. So, so, you know, you guys have heard me say this before. You've heard me say you first. My, my, my answer to all this green business and all this green crap and all these initiatives, all these ridiculous programs, all this crap that the Democrats are telling we the people that we need to be burdened with, my answer is always we should look at them in the face and go you first. So you first, Joe Biden. You first, President Biden. You first. You start living without fossil fuels. You don't drive a gasoline car. You go get yourself an electric gazillion pound limousine because it has to be, be so protected that it weighs a, I don't know how many tons. Yeah, you go power that with a battery and then you come tell me to drive a battery car. You go make your, you stop flying because you're burning all that fuel. You first. And you make Delaware, you make Delaware run their power grid. You see if Delaware can run base load power from windmills and from solar panels 
from fairy dust and from unicorn farts. You get Delaware to do it first. Then you can come to Georgia and try to tell us to do it or go to Pennsylvania and tell them to do it. You do it first. You get Washington off of fossil fuels, D.C., and you get Delaware off the fossil fuels. Then maybe you can go talk to the rest of the country. That'll never happen, folks. It'll never happen, so don't worry. So, all right, uh, before we end here, I, I, I got to get into another thing. I, I want to move to Georgia. You know, we do the show here in Georgia, so I want to talk a little bit about Georgia. I think Kemp is on his way to a big win. Uh, but I want to tell you what happened over the weekend. I want to – ladies and gentlemen, unless you were under a rock on Saturday, you know that the University of Georgia played the University of Tennessee, You know that huge, huge football game. And if you are not from the South, because I have listeners up in New York, I have listeners all over the place, if you're not from the South – then you may not realize how important football is to the South. And when you're talking Georgia and you've got UGA uh, football team playing, that, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. So what was Brian Kemp wearing when he was campaigning all weekend? He was wearing black and red. That's the colors of the Bulldogs. That's the color of UGA, red and black. My goodness, even Warnock, even Warnock was campaigning in red and black. Herschel Walker, of course, was in red and black. Herschel Walker was actually in Athens, which is awesome. And I hope a lot of college students are voting for him. Uh, but they were all wearing red and black on the campaign trail this, this past weekend in Georgia. I think every candidate was, except one. Except one. And I know you're probably saying it, Stacey Abrams. Do you know Stacey Abrams was campaigning Saturday, and what color was she wearing? Orange. Orange. Now, why is that? Why is that relevant? Because the opponent to UGA on Saturday was Tennessee. And what is Tennessee? What is their colors? Orange. Let me tell you something. I promise you there are black male voters who are really love football who will not vote for Stacey Abrams today because she had the audacity to wear orange on Saturday. Now, look, you may laugh at this if you're not in Georgia, but trust me, they take the football serious here in the South. And in Georgia, you take when UGA is playing Tennessee, you're wearing red and black. If you are trying to get the voters of Georgia to vote for you, you're wearing red and black. But Stacey Abrams is so out of touch that she was wearing orange. Now, I don't know if her campaign team messed up. Honestly, I just think she's that out of touch. And I also believe that she knows she's going to lose. She knows she's going to lose. She's already got it in her head that she's, my goodness, she's already looking for a house in L.A. She's already probably applying for teacher's positions at Harvard. You know, and I think she's getting ready to run for president in 2024. Uh, but how crazy is that? So, look, I believe Stacey's going to lose even by more because of she wore because of the orange color she was wearing on Saturday. So, all right, folks, listen, uh, we're at the end of the show here. Listen, if, again, I cannot stress this enough. If you haven't gone to vote today, please go vote. If you're in Georgia, you have till seven o'clock, and, and most states you have till uh, maybe seven, maybe eight o'clock, whatever it is. Find out wherever you are. Find out. Go get in line. Be in line before the polls close, and they cannot not let you vote. So, go get in line. Make sure you vote. I can't stress it enough. Go vote Republican today. I just, it's, it's that important. Go do it. You'll be so glad that you did. Please do not wake up on Wednesday uh, saying, oh, I should have gone and voted. So go get out and vote. And remember, democracy's not on the ballot, but there are a bunch of other names on the ballot and there's a Republican candidate on the ballot and you need to go vote for them. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll check you later and, uh, uh, you guys have a good week and, uh, come on, GOP. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.